0: Welcome to Growing in Grace, a weekly program featuring informal conversation to help with growth in understanding the gospel and to live in the freedom that comes through Jesus Christ. And now, here's the hosts of Growing in Grace, Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski. Welcome to Growing in Grace. I'm Joel Brzezinski, along with my friend Mike Kapler, and our show is... Kind of a casual conversation type thing. Me and Mike getting together just talking about the goodness of God and His grace. And how you doing this time, Mike? Things going all right with you?
1: Yeah, things are going good, Joel. Life is busy, like I'm sure a lot of our listeners can relate to. (laughs) I don't know, it's maybe that stage of life, too, where things just seem to be going by very quickly <laughs>
0: well yeah you got a couple teenage daughters is your youngest she's a teen right or yeah, almost she's 14, 14 now, yeah <laughs> trying to
1: study for her uh, driver's permit you know wow and another one getting ready for college my goodness year. so uh life's busy and but it's fun it's good we're, we're really blessed and you know you can always take a look at your circumstances sometimes when things aren't going well and say boy why why am i having to go through this or boy life is a bummer and you know everybody has those times where you're a little bit down or you go through more difficult challenges in life. But if you can just take an inventory of the blessings you have in your life during those times, and and usually when you're going through the toughest times, that's when it's harder to count your blessings, I think. It's easy to do when everything seems to be going well. But uh, just a, a little encouragement as we get our show started today, when, when you're going through a tough time, uh, begin to thank God for the good things that are in your life because there are there are many, and and a lot of them we take for granted. And that's why I think it's so great to be able to to praise and thank God for good things in your life. They might just be little things. They might be big things. But once you start doing that, you begin to realize just... How much god really is a part of your life even sometimes when it doesn't seem
0: like it yeah and if you're if you're having a hard time thinking of things because i know i know like you're saying it's hard to think of those things just ask god i mean just say hey i'm weak right now i don't understand what's going on god would you would you just show me some of these things some of the ways that you've blessed me what you know in and god knows where you're at he knows the words that you need to hear he knows the condition uh, of your heart, and, and he's far more than capable uh, of showing you exactly what you need to show. Just come to him humbly and say, "God, I'm I'm, I'm really dealing with some things. Uh, just show me your goodness and your mercy, just so I can see it." You know. Uh, so yeah, that's, that's a good that's a good word of encouragement uh, to get us going here today. Well, what you got on your mind today, talking about the goodness and the grace of God?
1: Well, Joel, as we've been, how long have we been doing this show, anyway?
0: Well, uh, I guess uh, just over a year. I think I think so, if I if I remember right this is about our 49th or 50th program that we've done together.
1: So well, for about the past year or so, um we've talked a lot about God's righteousness in us. Let's uh let's turn the subject inside out just a little bit here tonight or today depending on when you're listening. Um let's let's take a look at something uh called self-righteousness. <laughs> and <laughs> that's something that uh I think a lot of us will be able to relate to, especially as we talk about it here for just a few minutes. Uh, it seems to me, Joel, that Jesus, as we read through the Gospels and, and read about the, the story of his, his life here on Earth, it seems like this guy was so patient and and so willing to put up with so much. But the, there did seem to be one thing that well, I hate. I hate to uh, you know use the wrong terminology, but. Jesus almost had a little bit of a short fuse on one thing that I can think of, and that is Mm self-righteousness. You know, the Pharisees and some of the religious people who thought they had it all together... That seemed to make. If there was anything that that brought out his righteous anger, it seemed to be that. Don't you think?
0: Well, yeah. Here's. I mean, just. Uh, I'm just looking at an article I I wrote for our church's newsletter, uh, for the current month that we're in. We're right now. We're recording here in April of 2006, and you know, Jesus had some words uh, like, um, "You hypocrites, uh, you." You uh, blind leaders of the blind! You're you, you're so careful to polish the outside of the cup, but the inside is foul with extortion and greed. In other words, you you, you make yourself appear righteous. It's you know self righteousness, but really uh, the the outside of the cup might the outside of the cup might appear clean, but really um, your your self righteousness isn't real true righteousness. He said, "You strain out a gnat but swallow a camel." And, you know, a gnat and camels were both unclean animals. They made sure that the gnats were taken care of, but they'd stick, you know, a whole camel down their throat, so to speak. You know, uh, Jesus used, I love how, you know, Jesus would use words like that to kind of make the point. Uh, And so self-righteousness, as you say, Mike, was definitely something Jesus had a hard time with. You know, he would embrace somebody like the woman caught in adultery, not embracing her sin, But she wasn't coming to him saying, hey, here I am. I've got it all together, Jesus. Um, Look at me. Look at how how good I am. But he he embraced her because she she knew that she didn't have the righteousness that was needed before God.
1: Yeah, and that's one of my favorite uh, Bible stories, I think, especially in the New Testament, that, that woman caught in the act of adultery, in the act, the Bible says, and, yeah, you know, really, she was just like a, a bug in a spider's web, just entangled in the entrapment of sin. Jesus knew it. He knew probably in her heart she wanted to be free from it, probably didn't know how to go about it, uh, didn't really understand what forgiveness was probably. And here you had people getting ready to kill her because of this act. Um, and it turns out that probably a lot of the very same people who were going to throw those stones were guilty of the very same thing. And it's always interesting to listen to people and what they think Jesus was writing in the dirt. <laughs> yeah, a lot of neat ideas that people have on some of that. But I heard one preacher say one time that it might have been the names of their girlfriends. Some of those Pharisees oh. that were going to stone her. <laughs> but uh, yeah, you know, it's true though. Uh, people people do sometimes go around trying to you know establish their own righteousness. In fact, in the book of Romans, chapter ten, speaking of the Jews. Speaking of, if we can, the Old Covenant, it, it says, uh, Paul wrote and said, For they, being ignorant of God's righteousness, seeked, or were seeking to establish their own righteousness, have not submitted to the righteousness of God. And
0: their own righteousness is another term for self-righteousness.
1: Right, exactly. Uh, and how do you go around trying to do that? Usually through your own efforts, through the, the things that you do. And by trying to do those things that you think are good and right, you go around, instead of trusting in the gift of righteousness, you begin to trust in your own ability to gain
0: righteousness. And that's exactly where, like you say, like the verse says, they were ignorant of, of God's righteousness because they were so focused on their own righteousness.
1: Let's, let's go back to uh, the book of Job. The book of Job is, is a, a complicated book, <laughs> and I'm going to be the first one <laughs> to raise my hand and say, I don't understand everything that's in there. And, and you can hear a lot of different theological views on the book of Job, and we're not here to try to dissect that stuff too much tonight. But what we are here to do, I think, is, is while we're on the subject of self-righteousness, I think it's interesting. Uh, Job is always sort of held up as a hero um, by, by many of us Christians, and I'm not saying he isn't one. I'm just saying that sometimes he's held up as one and and given credit for some things where maybe he shouldn't be given credit for. Did you know uh, in the book of Hebrews, sometimes we refer to it as the Hall of Faith, uh, where they, uh, the, the, the writer of Hebrews lists a bunch of people from the Old Covenant that were um, great people of faith. Job isn't listed there. I just find that interesting. And yet Rahab the harlot was. Hmm. But Job... Had a problem with self-righteousness. Now everything comes out pretty good in the end, uh, and, and he, he was a man who, who had a great belief in God, of course. But he did have a problem with self-righteousness. He, he he really believed at one point in the scripture in the book of Job, he was somebody who basically said he was without sin.
0: Hmm. Well, Mike, I, I picture you know the rich young ruler coming to jesus and saying how may i obtain eternal life and jesus says well you know the commandments and so the the rich young ruler says well you know i've kept these you know he's, he's coming to jesus with saying hey i've 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 done that and uh i see job kind of doing the same thing when all these things that happened to job his whole family had been ripped away from him all these possessions the things that he had were just taken away from him and he's then goes in front of god and basically says you know god has removed his justice from me but look at me why would god do this it's like and job goes through this long list of of reasons all these reasons why god should be pleased with him and why would god remove all these things from him because hey look god look at what i've done kind of like what the rich young ruler said to jesus
1: well and yeah (laughs) Well, Elihu uh, made made a point to Job. He, he said, do you think it's right? Do you think it's right to say that my righteousness is more than God's? Mm-hmm. <laughs> These were the kinds of things that Job was coming across with. Now I understand that Job was going through a difficult time, and like I said, we're not here to try to discuss the theological aspects of why Job was going through what he was going through. I'm just saying that sometimes... Um, I believe I heard a preacher one time say Joel, and, and it, it kind of opened up my eyes to want to read the Old Testament more because I love the New Testament. <laughs> <laughs> I'll admit it. Sometimes I get bogged down in the Old Testament and I'm like, I'm I, what is this? What am I reading here? But this preacher one time uh, said, you know, throughout Scripture, uh, Old Testament, uh, God is trying to point us to the cross. Mm. And uh, I, I can't say that I'm finding it in every story I read, but it's probably there. God's trying to point us to the cross. Of course, in the New Testament, we're kind of looking back at the cross, you know, as, as to the, the price that was paid. But um, I, I just find it interesting that we've, we've got Job, who, who, of course, repented. In fact, he, toward the end of the book of Job, after, after God really let him have it, so to speak, I mean, God, God spoke, and, 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 and Job was pretty much speechless for a while. But he finally did answer God and said, hey, I, I talked about some things I didn't understand, mm-hmm. and I'm going to repent right now. And so Job changed his, he had a change of mind, he had a change of heart. And after he repented, we all know the story where he was blessed with twice as much as what he had before.
0: Yeah, I, I do like how the how the story unfolds and I just I don't ever wish this to happen on my worst enemy <laughs> or or myself. Uh but after, you know, Job had gone through his his list of things, uh his friends uh started trying to talk about God telling Job all about God and 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 God says you, you know, basically, I'm I'm generalizing of of what God said to them, you fools. I mean, you, you are trying to describe me and, and then God goes through this list of all the things he's done were you there when I laid the foundations of the earth? were you there when I created this that and everything else? Uh, and goes through a, a few chapters there uh, talking you know God talking about <laughs> reasons for righteousness and for power and and what God says to Job shall the one who contends with the Almighty correct him? He who rebukes God, let him answer it. And then, as you were talking about Job's repentance, he says, Behold, after the Lord kind of says all these things, basically shuts Job's mouth. And Job says, Behold, I am vile. What shall I answer you? I lay my hand over my mouth. Once I have spoken, but I will not answer. Yes, twice, but I will proceed no further. In other words, all of Job's self-righteous talk was answered with God and his glory, and Job's only answer is, all I can do is be quiet in yeah, front of God. Yeah, I think
1: Job's friends were college professors, but I'm not sure about that. I can't <laughs> find it. in sure, but, and, and just aside this here, Joel, as we get ready to wrap up, I'm sure, mm-hmm. um, it says uh, toward the end, when after Job had repented and, and the Lord, uh, you know, sort of through, um, uh, well, I don't, he, he basically uh, needed some repentance from his friends, too. And and so he he restored Job's losses when he prayed for his friends. So Joel kind of in, or Job, I should say, uh, interceded for his friends. And and what's cool about that is in the process, God restored him with twice as much.
0: Well, that's a good uh, thing to end with, uh, Mike. It's been good talking with you again. And this is Growing in Grace. I'm Joel Brieske, along with Mike Kappler. The goodness of God, it's a subject that never gets old. Uh, we, we could talk about this uh, for hours and hours upon end. Uh, we won't bore you like that, though. We're going to end our show right now for this time, but we'll be back again with you next uh, next time for more talk about Growing in Grace. You've been listening to Growing in Grace with Mike Kepler and Joel Beruzicki, a weekly program featuring informal conversations to help with growth in understanding the gospel and to live in the freedom that comes through Jesus Christ.